So we're here with Elijah Desmond at Entrepreneur Organization. Elijah, what's up? Hey, buddy. How you doing? I'm feeling a lot better now that these damn Nevo cameras are working. Logitech, I'm looking at you, man. I'm looking at you. But I digress. Let's talk about disrupting industry. What do you focus on right now? Man, dentistry in general, that's where I focus. Entertainment and dentistry and um, doing different things, my focus. Two things that I don't really think about together, entertainment and dentistry. Like, Yeah, well, dentistry was very boring um, prior to my existence, I believe. That's, that's my perspective. And I happen to be a millennial, um, if that tells you anything. And I basically took the energy and injected it into the industry. That's what's up. Like, how do you interject energy into root canals. I don't get it. Explain to me. Yeah, so you can't inject energy into root canals, but you can't inject it to the professionals that are injecting it into the root canals, right? So um, conferences in general, uh, we're, we're stiff. Everybody's walking around with uh, shirt, tie, suit on the end. Um, it almost to me seeming like they, they, they weren't human. Um, if you had tattoos in dentistry, you had to cover them up. And if you did anything out of the norm, like even carry a speaker, um, you were like shunned. Everybody told you to shh. And I, I really just took that and flipped on its head and um, made things different. Are you, you, but you're not a dentist, are you? I'm actually a, a dental hygienist. I went, okay. went to school, graduated from the Ohio State University, and uh, moved over to the beautiful islands in Hawaii and practiced hygiene for all 10 months um, full time. And then I got an entrepreneurship. So you got into marketing. Right. But you say that I had a marketing agency for about five years and I just sold it in January and now I have about five different businesses. So let's say that I'm in a boring industry like dentistry. Yes. How to stand out, why to stand out? Yeah, first out, uh, why do you want to stand out? First thing, like I wanted to, to, to make it different and I happened to stand out. So it wasn't like, I, hey guys, I want to stand out. It was that I wanted to do something different and I happened to stand out while doing it. And so what's an example of that? Um, first off, you want to take something that is um, already existing outside of the industry, so it's proven, it already works, and it's really fun. It's so you know it works already, and you just plug it into your industry. I'll give you an example. Um, American Idol, it's already a thing. It's a contest. Uh, you have judges that are on the stage, and it's really fun, and it's broadcasted live. Uh, I took that concept, and I went give speakers the opportunity to speak um, and reach the masses. So I put them all on my stage and I brought some meeting planners from all across the country who wanted to scout talent. And I made them the judges and they would speak uh, TED Talk style, you know, 10 minutes at a time and they would get voted on by the judges. And we streamed it live where, you know, we would reach over 100,000 views in just a uh, short amount of time. Where were you streaming? Facebook specifically is where we started. Now we do Facebook and LinkedIn. Yo, yeah, this idea of looking outside your industry to find ideas that are already working, it's a blue ocean strategy is what that is. You're finding, you're, you're, you're not competing, because most of the time in your, in your industry, it's red ocean, meaning you're competing on best product, best price. You're, yes. But when you go blue ocean, you create a completely new category, a completely yeah. new thing that nobody's ever seen before. So when I think about this, you're talking American Idol, I'm thinking like naked and afraid. Like I was in the insurance industry. Why not just take a bunch of insurance agents out? to the middle of Africa and be like, all right, no clothes, no food, no water. Who's going to survive? I'll um, think about that. I think that's pretty awesome. And that leads to another venture that I just got off of. So I have this event. It's called uh, Destination Unknown. And essentially it's for all entrepreneurs 
And it's the tagline is you've never went so far not knowing where you're going. Well, surprise, it was like three weeks ago and I had 12 entrepreneurs show up to the airport with two suitcases. I told them exactly what to pack. They had no idea where they were going. When they got to the airport, they opened up an envelope. It told them where they were going, but it told them it didn't tell them what they were doing when they got there. But so what's the point? Well, they went to a destination and 30% of what they did was all entrepreneur stuff, growing their business. 70% was like experience of a lifetime. Where'd we go? We went to Dubai. Oh, wow, yeah. When we got to Dubai, every single morning they got up, they got a new envelope and a new gift. And that envelope told them what they were gonna do for the day. And we did like, first class, extreme everything, every single day. And essentially like that already existed out of my industry. That already existed out of my scope of influence. I just brought it in and I knew I could sell at the event quick. I knew it would change a whole bunch of lives. And you know, so you would pay to be part of this event. It's not like a yeah. media, like it sounds almost like a TV show, like a reality TV show. Yeah, absolutely. And it already existed. I just brought it into my industry and sold it out like that because it was different, it was unique, and I wanted to do it. How, how did you market it? How did you find people and say, hey, come join this program? So I have an email list of about 60,000. I have social media followings on different channels of over 100,000, and I just basically pushed it out to everybody and said, hey, who wants to go with me and uh, scale their entrepreneur business or start a business and put your hand in there? If you do, it's a first class everything outside to flight. Um, and it's Basically, you're going to have the time in your life. You're going to meet a whole bunch of friends. And oh, by the way, um, you don't know where you're going. Sick. So cool. Yeah, 60,000 people. That's a pretty big email list. How did, how did you grow that? What was your, like, if you had, what? let's say that I have a small email list, which I do. It's not huge. And I want to grow it out. Like, what what was the key? Give out your cookies. Do you like this field? Give out your cookies. Uh, I streamed free continuing education uh, through Dentistry's Got Talent to the entire industry. And everybody thought I lost my mic because I was giving free chip saving education. Well, to get the free CEs, I had to set you your CE, your, your CE certificate. So I need your email address. Right. And so that's essentially how I got in. And I'm doing, you know, events constantly. Those were just two of them. And if people are interested in my events, you have to give me your email so I can get it. So that's why my open rates are over 50% now because I'm getting... Uh, essentially people's emails that are interested in doing events. And they're opting it. No, and that's big. My open rates are about that 45% with like a 1% click-through rate. Yeah. Uh, one to three, but. One to three, yeah. Um, I'm, you know, so don't hate on me all y'all. I'm here to hack. We're here to hack business. We're here to innovate. We're here to try different ideas. So AI has become really fascinating to me because I can use AI to scrape emails yes. from LinkedIn, scrape emails from email inbox. Yes. Heck, everyone's always trying to sell me their email list. Should I be worried? Should I go out and scrape emails using AI? Honestly, I've never scraped emails before. Um, I don't know. I'm not the AI expert, so I know whenever I'm going to throw something to go ahead and, and educate. I'm, I'm not the email expert, so I can't tell you if you should or should not. I'll tell you what I don't do. I don't give my email list out. And so if there's somebody who could scrape my email list, I mean, more power to you, but I don't see anybody... We're getting it or figuring out how to get it unless people drop their email in the comments below on Facebook. And you had your AI go out and run all those emails and put it on an Excel sheet. That's the only way you could do it, I think. It's, it's interesting to me. I mean, obviously, your click-through rate would go way down. Also, Gmail is starting to, they, they've got this plan in January to really cut down on spam. So you don't want your domain to get, like, dropped down in the priority ranking. So these are things I'm thinking about. Yeah. 
but I also like to hack things too. Yes, I'll tell you one thing I am excited about with AI. So I went out and I became a DJ, right? I'm DJing theirs, right? I'm DJ Podfest. Yep. I became a DJ with the Scratch Academy. I'm actually a battle DJ. And one thing that I've always wanted to do uh, is do music videos during what, like while I'm playing. And I'm so excited to know that they're actually coming out with like an AI software that will make your videos while you are playing. Oh, that's sick. Like during you playing, like in order to, with the beat, it will make videos. But have you seen these AI videos, right? Like right now they look pretty freaking, they're actually terrifying. Yeah. Where you see someone like eating a giant burger with seven fingers and they're like drinking a soda pop at this weird party where everyone looks all dystopian. Like, is that, maybe that's the vibe, I don't know. That's not my vibe. That's more of like a death metal type vibe. That's not mine, I'm more of like a, a pop, hip hop, yeah. Antone, sometimes country, and I don't think six, seven finger, eight fingers is gonna cut it. What about VR? How do you see VR playing into that world of DJ, entertainment, music, yes. clubbing? Yeah, absolutely. So I got a VR uh, set, and uh, I've been playing with my little girls. Um, DJ CeeLo, that's my eight-year-old, and uh, we got a DJ Star coming up to the four-year-old, and they love um, playing DR as DJ. They've learned, my four-year-old has learned so fast through VR, so I think VR is going to be huge. I'm a little bit concerned, though, because it is augmented reality, and there's a reality that has to happen as well when you take the headset off. So I think it's amazing. Um, I think it's exciting for people um, to learn some things fast, but I think it has a negative effect that it could have on the world as well. So did you watch the interview with Zuckerberg and Friedman, Lex Friedman? Super interesting. They're hundreds of miles apart. They put on these VR. It's like the next generation of VR. And they, they look very, very real. And what was really striking to me was Lex was throughout the episode was like, I just can't believe that this is happening. It feels like you're right here with me while they're hundreds of, of feet apart. And one of the topics that they, that Zuckerberg was very intentional about was saying that this is reality too. This is just a digital reality. You are, you know, I'm a millennial also. I always think of quote unquote reality as being the physical reality, physical here on earth, but the digital reality is pretty freaking real too. Yeah. I mean, I can actually see myself incorporating VR into my conferences, uh, not on the ship. I do a, I do a conference on a cruise ship as well. It's called Smiles at Sea. The land version of, we have a whole bunch of like major influencers come in from literally all over the world. It's an influencer conference. Some people can't make it. I could totally see that coming into play. Um, we do something called an event called Dental Pitch. It's just like, uh, you know, when you raise, you have a company that comes on to a show and that show they are, um, these companies are pitching to raise money. Uh, there's a, you know, a couple famous shows like that. Well, we brought it into dentistry and it's called Dental Pitch. Well, some of these major investors, they can't make it. But what if all these investors were sitting in chairs, right? Yeah. They have eight at a time. There's 50 that apply, 50 investors. We pick eight strategics. But what if there was like a hundred in the chairs? They were just all, they all had their, everybody had their VR on. So I can totally, and same thing with dentistry is about talent. Like I could totally see incorporating the VR into that, in that part of the business. And I didn't think about that, by the way. So I'm giving you the credit. The yeah, 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 I got you. <laughs> there's, there's no doubt in my mind that that's going to happen. Everyone in there is going to be wearing some sort of augmented or virtual reality glasses. Yes. And you're not going to be able to distinguish who's actually physically there and who's just digitally. You're right. So I feel like there has to be a number of things that has to have first off. The, the price may have to come down or there has to be a workaround. So I would have to think that I would have to 
personally buy them and send them out to everybody to wear them and then they have to send them back essentially or the, the the fee of the vr that i know of it needs to come down and it's it's new so i feel like we may be three to five years away from that 10 years away it's going to be oh, everyone's going to have oh, everybody's going to have them but i think we're so early yeah that's going to be frequent have you so you've done the vr before i had yeah. i had contracted covid in 2020 uh for new year's yeah. And so it's New Year's. I can't go out and party. I've got COVID. So I'm stuck in my room. I couldn't even really hang out with my family. I'm yeah. stuck in my room. I said, wait, I've got these Oculus goggles. Let me put on these VR goggles. And I was shocked at the physiological response that I had from having these goggles on. And in a couple different ways, A, as soon as you put them on, even if you're in a small eight by eight room, it feels like you're in a much larger space. Yes. It be like, it's shocking the way that it makes you feel. A, B, there were all these different rooms. So there was a room like where you could go watch a basketball game. There was a room where there was a concert going on and there was a room where you could watch fireworks. So I walk into the fireworks room and everyone, at this time, everything was very cartoony. No one had legs. And there were a group of three or four people talking and I felt a feeling of anxiety. You know, when you're walking up to a group of people you don't know, maybe you don't know this because you're, you're bright being sporting it, DJ. Play, DJ, yes. But there's... I had this sense of anxiety, like, is it a probe? Like, how do I butt into the conversation? What do I do? I don't know anybody here. Like, the same thing I feel whenever I, people say, Mark, you're so extroverted, it's so easy for you. Yeah. Wrong, I am uncomfortable every minute, you know? I just power through it and I smile. And But it's, it's shocking to me that physiological feeling that you get with these glasses on, it, it, it just, it just, I don't know. It's, it's really shocking to me. And I think it's going to, it's certainly going to change dentistry. Yeah, definitely. And I'm going home and going to a concert, by the way. After you said that, I didn't even know you needed a concert. No. It's an August auction. Yeah, yeah, August would have, yeah. Or three, the newest, the newest one. I didn't know you can go to concerts with us. Oh, yeah. Oh, I bet. That's, you can sit courtside at basketball games. Really? Yeah. Real basketball games or fake ones? NBA games. No. Yes, you can sit courtside at NBA games with the, the VR goggles on. You're getting half courts. Stop it. Same price or a little bit higher or a little bit lower or what? Uh, I don't know exactly where it's at now, but no, I would, you know, it's not going to be the same price as like, it's not going to be like 10 grand to sit courtside. You know, it's, it, I, think, I believe it comes with a subscription, like an NBA pass. Really? Did yeah. the football too? I don't believe for football. It's 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 NBA is the, it's the NBA. but it's going to be across the board. Wow, that, I'm it. Can you imagine? And you could probably like switch around to be like behind the you know half board here. Maybe I'm behind the rim. You know, maybe I keep him paying money to like flash and like try to try to throw LeBron James off his free throws and stuff like that. Like that 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 that's gal. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's it's really exciting. So tell me. You've been in dentistry a long time. What should dentists be afraid of when it comes to new technology? What's coming to take their lunch? I, you know, every industry is going to be impacted by AI, automation, 3D printing. What should dentists be aware of? Of not acting. Of not acting. So if you don't use AI, if you don't use VR, if you get caught behind, right? The, the times are changing, right? Don't, don't be blockbuster, essentially. Yeah. Dentists should be afraid of not adapting some technology. That's technology. It's coming period adapt adapt early be early adapter don't come late i look at radiology specifically there there are ai bots that help radiologists find cancers and tumors 50 percent more effective right now if your radiologist is not using ai to help diagnose you need to fire that radiologist 
do you like how is is that something we should see in dentistry like here here we can find problems earlier or is it in the systems how can dentists start yeah, we're, using AI? We're seeing it now. There's companies out there like Overjet and Sound, um, like using for radiographs to detect uh, cavities, essentially. It's like periodontal disease, that type of stuff. So the companies are already starting to come out uh, in dentistry for clinical diagnosis being approved uh, from things, I believe, such like FDA approved. Yeah. Um, and so it's already out in, in our industry. Fire, fire, so vile. Well, listen, Elijah, thanks for joining the show here today. Where's the best place for me to find you? Google, Google Elijah Desmond. Um, I, go to, go to ElijahDesmond.com or just type in Elijah Desmond. There's 20 to 30 pages of straight anything you could think of and think your, think your voice. That's just, uh, Elijah, thanks for joining the show today, man. Yes, thanks, Mark.